Hi everybody, my name is Brent Martini and I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Martini, Shaken and Stirred. You know, in life we often take on different leadership roles and in the process of leading, there are things that sometimes shake us, leaving us slightly uncertain, while other times things stir us up. Hey, perhaps you're in that position, so stick around as we chat about the things that shake us and stir us as leaders. Hi everyone, uh, great that you're joining me today. In our last discussion, we started talking about how to handle volatile and toxic people. Not always a nice topic to talk about. And in our first part, we dealt with uh, those closest to us, those family members. And that can be pretty tricky. I mean, handling volatile relationships or people within family structures. I also mentioned that the key to handling any volatile or toxic relationship is to love the people involved. Now, there's another environment where things can get volatile, where things can get tricky, where, where things can get a bit toxic, and that's the workplace, the group of people that you and I spend a large part of our day with. And I think it's safe to say that uh, for many of us who work in the marketplace, or even if you've got your own business, we'd love that perfect environment, you know, where everything runs smoothly, where there's never any uh, interpersonal issues with staff and workers. But I mean, you know, as well as I do, that that is just a pipe dream. And when we talk about volatile and toxic relationships, specifically in the workplace, we need to be very clear. We need to get some definition to that. Now, there may be some people that you work with uh, that you just simply don't like for some reason. Maybe they make more money than you. Uh, maybe they have a better office than you. Perhaps they drive a better car than you. They may even be more successful than you. And to be honest, when you look at these people, you wonder to yourself, hey, I wonder what the boss actually sees in them. Now, all those things that I've just mentioned doesn't make them toxic. Uh, perhaps, if anything, uh, some of the things I've mentioned maybe produces a bit of toxin in you, then maybe, just maybe, you're the toxic person in the situation. So that doesn't make them toxic. You know, the other thing is people are allowed to have a bad day or an off day. Just because someone in the office has an off day and their tempers flare a bit or, you know, they raise their voice or they get angry or perhaps even do something that they shouldn't, that doesn't make them a toxic person. I mean, they've just had a bad day. I, again, it's safe to say that I think we've all had an off day or a bad day. When we talk about volatile and toxic people, these are people that do all the things that I've mentioned and even more all the time. And they usually make you feel worse about yourself with every interaction. Whether you are in a meeting with that specific person, whether you bump into them at the car park, whether you bump into them in the bathroom or hanging out in the staff kitchen, the reality is simply this, that every time you are in their presence, they make you feel worse about yourself. I mean, they've always got a better opinion than you. There's always some kind of sarcastic remark that's thrown your way. Uh, they always downplay your ideas and thoughts in a business meeting. Um, and they can never, ever compliment you about absolutely anything, okay? In other words, you always feel de-energized or attacked or humiliated and even at times disrespected. And this person becomes an expert at uh, sucking the joy out of your life. And, and by the way, these volatile 
toxic co-workers are not always the ones that are loud and kind of like the life of the party. Very often it's those quiet ones, you know, those ones in the office that are quiet and they've got this, they're very nice in the general public, but boy, when you connect with them in a in a more private setting, like I said, the boardroom or the bathroom or the canteen, man, they are like ruthless, okay? They are like almost... Um, passive aggressive they can kill you with their silence and they can manipulate your emotions and i like to call it slow poison but now here's the thing when you come into contact with these kinds of people you can't just up and leave right you can't just say to your boss or even say to yourself i'm, I'm taking another day off work you have to learn to deal with them now there's some great scripture that kind of helps us here proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 to 18 it says this Happy is the person who finds wisdom and gains understanding. For the profit of wisdom is better than the silver, and her wages better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you can desire can compare with her. She offers you life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths, and all her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life for those who embrace her, and happy are those who hold onto her tightly. Okay, so why this specific scripture? Well, I think there's a connection between happiness and wisdom. And wisdom, like that scripture says, it kind of guides you down the right path. And if you and I want to limit the effect that volatile and toxic co-workers have on us, then we need to learn to operate with wisdom. Now, there's a there's a difference between wisdom and intelligence. I mean, there's a lot of clever and intelligent people out there, but they don't operate in wisdom. And I think the reason for this is because true, genuine wisdom comes from God alone. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, in fact, it says this. It says, the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. I like that. He gives you skillful wisdom. And in dealing with people, specifically volatile and toxic people in the workplace, it's vital that we take on or at least embrace that skillful wisdom that God is able to give us. So here's the question for today. How do you and I limit their influence upon our lives? I want to read that again. How do you and I limit their influence upon our lives? And I'm going to give you two quick points that I want to kind of delve into. Number one, be aware of all the open toxic doors. Be aware of all the open toxic doors. Now, when I use the term open door, it's always linked to an opportunity. Uh, for example, if I had to tell you I have an open door to do, to do business with a friend, that just simply implies that opportunity is beckoning. So volatile and toxic doors in the workplace are also uh, opportunities. It, it's either an opportunity for you, for you and I to fall into the trap or it's an opportunity to use godly wisdom to help navigate that relationship. And the thing about toxic people in the workplace and volatile people in the workplace is that they usually try and get you to play at their game. And part of their game is to get under your skin. And by getting under your skin, you fall for all kinds of traps. And look, once you've fallen for the trap once, they know exactly how to get to you. And part of us limiting their effect in our lives is to identify the open doors before we actually stumble through them, right? So let me give you some examples of what an open door might look like. An open door might be presented to you in the form of like them attacking you because they know exactly how you're going to respond. 
An open door might be presented to you in the form of an argument because they know that you love to debate with them. An open door uh, might be presented to you in the form of office gossip because they know that you always want to add your version of the story. And so these open doors uh, that we find in volatile and, 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 and uh, toxic relationships, they always present themselves as enticing and appealing and they're tempting, right? They really are. And this is a real challenge because, because these open doors look so appealing. We fall into the trap. And God says, hey, watch out for that. Rather turn away from them. And I think that's why wisdom plays such an important role. Because when we have God's wisdom uh, and we have um, unusual insight, then it becomes very obvious what the door is. It becomes very obvious what the trap is, and it becomes a lot more easier to avoid that open door. So, so be very careful in dealing with these open doors. Learn to identify them. Be aware of them. And then just point number two, learn to use words that build up. Learn to use words that build up. Uh, you know, I grew up with a saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never harm me. Perhaps you grew up with that as well. Listen, that is so far from the truth because the reality is that uh, words can hurt. In fact, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And I want to encourage you that are working in the marketplace to learn to use words that build up. I mean, there's life in the words that you use. And one of the effective ways of dealing with volatile and toxic people at work is to counteract them with words that actually build them up. You know, when they're trying to use words and plans and schemes to kind of break you down, use words to build them up. And I'm telling you, most times these people, or at least these kinds of people, get totally derailed because they're expecting at least some kind of retaliation from you. And now... You are like showing them kindness. You are using words to build them up. Now, maybe you're thinking of a toxic or volatile person right now, and you might be saying to yourself, listen, Brent, listen, you're crazy. You're insane. I could never do that. I don't want to do that. And my response is, uh, you're probably right. You probably wouldn't do it even if you felt like doing it. But God would. And, you know, you and I are here on earth to represent him to those around us. In fact, God has... A lot of good things to say about that specific person at your workplace. And maybe, just maybe, God wants to use you as his mouthpiece to that specific person. You know, in my last podcast, we were talking about volatile and toxic family members. And I read a scripture that says that you and I, that we're, we are to unselfishly love and seek the best for others. I want to take that just a little bit deeper and say that it's not only about seeking um, the, uh, the best for others. But also to seek the best in others. To seek the best in others. Proverbs uh, 12 verse 6 uh, says the following. The words of the wicked are like a murderous ambush. But, he's, but the words of the godly saves lives. The words of the godly saves lives. That's amazing. And it's true. You know, you and I, we cannot control the actions of others. But we can control our actions and reactions. We can't change the words that others speak to us, but we can absolutely change our words. And please know that I'm not naive to think that when you go into the marketplace and, and use a few words that build up, that that's going to solve every kind of toxic environment. It's going to solve everything in a toxic environment. We know it's not always going to happen like that. But I do believe that with God's power in your life and having access to the wisdom that he gives, we can choose words that will be life-giving. 
and, and this is a real challenge for you and I as we go to work tomorrow. I mean, you've really got two choices. Number one, you can uh, submit under that volatile and toxic environment and retaliate with words that break down, or you can, you can make some changes and ask God for His wisdom and speak words of life. So I want to encourage you, man, be, be different and see the good in others. Uh, be different and speak to the potential in other people. Be different and don't fall for those toxic doors. Hey, I hope that helped you today. Uh, thanks for listening in, and I look forward to seeing you or having you join me next time. Hey everyone, thanks for taking the time to join me today. We really want to touch on issues that are relevant to your context of leading, and so I want to invite you to send me your ideas, topics, and hey, even things that you'd like me to discuss. You can drop me a mail at brent at pfc.org.za. See you next time.